Welcome to another episode of Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer, presented by Driveway Auction. At Driveway Auction, they are transforming the way individuals sell their cars. They believe the process of selling your car should be easy, intuitive, informative, and a good experience. They believe tomorrow's generation should never experience the pain of knowing you should have gotten more for your car. And they believe that both car dealers and customers can win together. Driveway Auction, when buyers compete, you win. Today, we're going to speak with BJ Reigns about the state of the Mountain West in men's hoops and about how many teams could reach the NCAA tournament this year. BJ is doing a great job as the publisher of Bronco Nation News. He's also a four-time Idaho Sports Writer of the Year. The Mountain West currently has five teams in the top 65 of the net rankings and is arguably right now the best non-power league in the country this year. Before we get started with today's episode, this reminder, San Diego's preseason number one ranked team, St. Augustine, takes a 4-0 record on the road at Mission Bay. Live game time basketball on Your View and YourView.com, February 4th at 7.30 p.m. Also, please give us an auto download on your podcast platform so you get future episodes automatically. Left Coast Sports is on most podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, the free iHeartRadio app, YouTube, and Spotify. You can leave a review as well. And while you're here and listening right now, if you wouldn't mind switching over to Twitter and following me there, at John Schaefer, that's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, at John Schaefer. So Mountain West Conference play now in full swing. Here's my conversation with BJ Reigns. So, BJ, in terms of this Boise State winning streak, what's been the most impressive part of it for you? Just that it keeps going. <laughs> There's been, like, so many games where I keep thinking, okay, this will be the one it probably loses. This will be it. And then it just never is. I mean, to win in Reno and then to win in at Utah State and then to win it in San Diego State, I mean, it's just incredible the way they're pulling out games. They're doing it in different ways. If they, you know, some games are a little higher scoring. Most of them have been lower scoring and, and defensive battles. And um, I think it's just the, you know, they're balanced. They have a different guy, it seems like, on every night that's the the leading scorer. And so they're not relying on a, a Derek Alston like in years past to have to go score 25 points a game for them. They've got anybody of the five in the starting lineup that can go score 20. And I think that the balance has really helped them and, and they just look like a, a more complete team than they've had in a long time. What do you make of the moments that Marcus Shaver Jr. has had in consecutive games? I mean, these are some of the bigger shots you could have over the course of a decade. He's had them in back-to-back games, essentially game-winning threes on the road against Utah State and San Diego State. How amazing has that been? Yeah, how about that? Less than forty-eight hour span. You're, uh, you know, silencing the crowd in two of the more hostile venues in the in the West Coast uh, with uh, game-winning threes. And uh, you know, the Utah State one, he was zero for ten in the game prior to that shot. So uh, to hit that shot was amazing. And then you know, just to, the neither team could could shoot or score uh, you know really in that other game on Saturday at San Diego, and for him to kind of just know he's going to get the ball, know he's going to take the shot there, and. Um, I mean, I thought Boise State had given that game away for sure. And then you come back and uh, they tie the game on the free throws. They get the moving screen call to get the ball back. And just to to have that happen, it was just – it was crazy, and, and he's a, you know he's been great for him and his ability to create his own shot and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, you think about just big picture, like great moments you've had in your life. Uh, One buzzer beater or one shot like that would be, you know, more than 99% of us average people will get, but they have two in a span of two, three, you know, two in a span of three days to win high level college basketball, division one conference games. That that's pretty special. Does it feel like this year could be different for Boise state? Because last year the team played so well, but kind of struggled down the stretch, but you think about winning at San Diego state with 42 points. I saw something on Twitter. You may have retweeted it or quote tweeted it. They're the only division one basketball team to win a road game scoring 42 or fewer points in the last five years. So does it feel like it's a little bit of a lightning in in a bottle situation right now? 
It does seem like it, it does. And it seems different for a few reasons. It's so funny, though. You mentioned the 42 points. They had a game earlier this year where they lost to uh, CSU Bakersfield 46 to 39. It was basically the exact same game. They just lost, but it, and it was at home to, to, to Bakersfield. And it's just funny when you think about that game was like, you know, one of their most embarrassing losses ever and a horrible, embarrassing game. And then you basically have another game that's exactly the same. And people are calling it like one of the greatest wins in program history or whatever. I mean, it's just crazy how quickly things change. Uh, uh, when the score was literally exactly the same, but um, yeah, it, you know, the thing for me is the defense and I know, you know, whether the defense was that great in that game by both teams or whether teams were just ice cold from the field. I think it was a combination of both with San Diego state, not playing for two weeks. Um, but Boise state's defense does rank in the top 10 in the country. at Ken bomb and a lot of the numbers def- adjusted defensive efficiency and um, you know, fewest uh, three pointers, uh, you know, they allow, um, all kinds of numbers. And I think the defense has been great and the rebounding. I mean, those are two things that it's, it's a cliche, you know, coach speak, but defense and rebounding travels and, and um, you know, they're able to overcome some of the scoring droughts they have offensively because of how good defensively they are. So, like I said, they don't have to, you know, if they have an off shooting night, it's not a guarantee that they're done. Like previous Boise state teams would be, that would usually win, you know, 80 to 75 or whatever. Now they can win a game 50 to 48 or 42 to 37 because they do play really, really good defense. And I I know that you know fans sometimes they, they want to see the offense and the dunks and all that kind of stuff but uh you know teams that usually do well in the postseason have pretty good defenses san diego state fans know all about that so uh, i think their defense and their rebounding are two huge things and they just have a lot of guys that play really hard they have a lot of guys that just seem to just give it their all even if they're in there for two or three minutes at a time and you put those three things together defense rebounding and effort you know you'll you'll take your chances most nights with a group like that I know it's still relatively early because some teams in this league have only played three or four conference games. But when you look at the Mountain West with five teams in the top 65 of the net, what's realistic for the NCAA tournament? Is it two? Is it three? Or is it even more? I think it's got to be at least three. And you'd like to say maybe there's a chance with four. The thing you just hope that doesn't happen uh, is that everybody just kind of, you know, beats each other up and all the numbers come down. And, you know, if you're in the uh, Big 12 or one of those leagues and and that happens, it's like, oh, this league is great. You know, let's put all eight teams in. But it happens in a smaller league and all of a sudden they all beat each other up. And it's like, oh, they're not any good. Let's just give them, you know, one or two. So uh, I hope that that's not the case. I hope that the Mountain West gets rewarded for uh, the numbers and what they're doing because it's, you know, outside of the power five it's one of it's you know one of the next best conferences in the country right now and there's some metrics that even rated above the pac 12 in terms of depth and overall ability so it's a great conference i think you're looking at three at a minimum san diego state's going to get in colorado state's going to get in and i think boise state wyoming and fresno are all right there fighting for spots so i think that you know wyoming boise state both have a shot um, you know, again, they play each other tomorrow night, so that's going to be a huge game in the Mountain West. And then, like I said, I, I hope that the teams just don't beat each other up enough to where all the numbers don't look great and then they, they get uh, shut out. But I, I'll go at least three, but I think the door is open for four still. Which team do you feel best about at this point in terms of what they've accomplished? Boise State, Colorado State or San Diego State? I would say Colorado state just because I think they're the most complete team, but they haven't exactly, uh, you know, been looking great in some of their most recent games. Uh, you know, they, they had uh, the, you know, they looked a little better against air force, obviously, but you know, they, the, the New Mexico game was a little concerning for me. I didn't think that one was, uh, you know, anything amazing. And they had a fairly close game with air force a couple weeks ago, the first time they played them. Um, I think Colorado state's pretty darn good. I mean, I know they got blasted by 30 at San Diego state and that was obviously very concerning. Um, but, um, I, I just think that 
the starting five and what they have. And um, I really like their guards. And then obviously what Roddy's doing, I mean, they have a very complete team. And so I would say probably Colorado state. I still like San Diego state. I mean, you watching them in person the other day. Uh, you just see the length they have and the, and the guards are obviously much better than they showed in that game, but Mensa, what he can do and change a game down in the paint, uh, what, what, you know, defensively, especially with just that wingspan that he has. Um, I, I really like them. And, you know, I, I, I do like Boise state as well. I mean, like I said, in terms of the overall resume, they're really hurt by that Bakersfield loss. Um, that's the one that kills them because all their other losses, you know, UC Irvine's, uh, you know, 118. that's not terrible. Bonaventure 79, not terrible. St. Louis, they gave that game away. They shot 12 of 26 from the free throw line and lost in overtime or this would be a 13 game winning streak not a 12 game winning streak so i would say uh i would say i'd probably rank them in that order right now colorado state uh san diego state and boise state are probably you know real close and i maybe give boise state the edge just because they beat them and then what do you think about the other two teams that are in the top 65 we we briefly touched on them wyoming fresno state are there one of those two teams that you feel is in a better situation to contend all season long Man, I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to both the games this week. Boise State plays on Tuesday at home against Wyoming, and I'm looking forward to seeing them in person. And then Friday, Boise State goes to Fresno State, and you've got uh, the rematch there. That was a tie game uh, with about three minutes or four minutes left in the game, and Boise State actually Marcus Shaver Jr. again hit uh, two huge shots for them to beat Fresno State. And I know uh, Orlando Robinson is playing as well as uh, you know anybody in the country right now, and so uh, I think I'm looking forward to, to seeing both those teams in person and I may have uh, a better answer for you, you know, if we did this, say, sad next Saturday. But um, I, I like Wyoming. I mean, I think Jeff Linder's a great coach. He does a heck of a job. Their combination of inside out with some of their guards and the big fellas having a great year as well. And so I was a little skeptical on Wyoming earlier in the season. And I, you know, I was very uh, vocal on social media about their schedule. They were beating up a lot of bad teams at the beginning of the season. And, uh, and then they went and played their two best teams, Arizona and Stanford, and, and lost both of them. And so I was really kind of curious and I was kind of in wait and see mode on them. Um, but they've started off conference play really well to go in at Utah State, uh, to win at Nevada. Um, you know, in a span of two days, we're, we're both very good wins for them. And so um, their schedule is obviously going to get a lot harder here moving forward. And I think that maybe the verdict is still out a little bit on them. But I, I think that uh, Jeff Linder is a great coach. And I think that's uh, certainly an, an NCAA caliber team. And, you know, and uh, Fresno State, I know they just lost at Nevada the other day. Um, you know, they play uh, tomorrow against New Mexico. But, you know, they're a solid team, too. Like I said, I like them. I do think that uh, Orlando Robinson is, you know, I saw on Ken Palm, he's like number four right now for the national player of the year rankings and their algorithm. So he's playing great. And I do think Fresno has been a little bit of a surprise this year, but uh, they're, they're playing well. And, and I think they're a team also uh, that that's uh, you know going to be in the mix and going to beat some teams this year. Is Nevada that team in the lower half of the division, so to speak, in the lower half of the standings that is capable of kind of wreaking some havoc on these top five teams? Man, I saw them in person last week too, and I just, I don't get what what's going on with them because you look at Cambridge and Sherfield, and they they seem to both score fifty points a game against Boise State. So maybe I'm just seeing them when they're hot, but they just those guys are both just amazing guys that can you know Cambridge can just has that quick release and can let it go from anywhere on the court and same with Cambridge. And then you got the, the, you know, two, seven footers, the, the Texas transfer, Will Baker, you know, and, and uh, Washington, I mean, they, you know, um, 
I like them a lot. I, th- I don't know what's going on there, what, why they've been struggling a little bit as, as much as they have. And so, yes, I think they are certainly a team um, that could, would maybe scare you come, uh, come tournament time, you know, Mountain West tournament or something. If you're the three seed playing the six or something like that, that could be a, a really, really scary game. And so, yeah, for Boise State to already go in there and win that one, for Wyoming, you know, to, uh, to win that one, those were two huge wins for them. Um, I, you know, nine and seven, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, you know, that was a nice win over Fresno state. Maybe they get going now, but they've got Colorado state coming up, Utah state, you know, looking at their Ken Palm, they're only projected to win two more games this year, 13 and 14 records. So I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they'll win a few more than that, but uh, yeah, they, they're a interesting team right now because they're paying Steve Alford a lot of money and uh, it's not going well right now. We've seen so many teams obviously go on pause this year. Boise state is one of them. San Diego state is another one of them. Do you believe that all of the games that were postponed will eventually be made up in the league, or could we see a scenario where not all teams play all 18 conference games? Well, I don't know if everyone's going to play 18 conference games, but I think they're going to do their best to make sure the Colorado States of the world, San Diego States, Boise States, Wyoming's, Fresno's all play each other twice. I mean, I, I don't think that would be fair in terms of deciding the league race if some of those teams only played them once. And I also think it would help the, the computer rankings and the quad victories and all that stuff to try to boost the NCAA tournament. I mean, last year you had Boise State have to make up a game against Fresno, who was like, you know, 175th or whatever. That didn't make any sense. Uh, I, I don't think you'll see them making up, you know, a game if they have to squeeze in a a Boise State San Jose or a game like that this year or a New Mexico I could see a game like that not getting made up I know Colorado State plays has a game against New Mexico like for example if they had to pick one or the other they're going to make up the Colorado State Boise State game not the Colorado State uh, New Mexico game so I think they're going to try now that they've kind of set this precedent where you only have to have one day off before you can play a game you know they're kind of shoehorn they can kind of squeeze in a lot of these games there's a lot of weeks where teams were playing Tuesday Saturday and now they can throw in a game on a Thursday I mean would have never you know it, it Never would we have thought, oh, three and five, you know, three games in five days. Now pretty much every team's having to do that. Boise State had to play at Utah State on a Thursday and then at San Diego State on a Saturday. So if they're willing to schedule that for a team like Boise State, there's no reason why you're not going to see some uh, shoehorning of these other games. And I'm surprised we haven't seen more announcements, to be honest, about games already being rescheduled. I know they're working on them, but I think they're kind of just going one week at a time with all these COVID pauses. They may tentatively have dates for some of these games, but they're just going to wait till they get a little closer um, to to see if that's the case. if there is another team that pops or whatever, they can just move games around. But um, I think they're going to do their best to get some of these games made up because it would only be fair. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be fair, for, for example, if Boise State went to Colorado State, but then they didn't get to play Colorado State in Boise this year. So I think they're going to do what they can to make all these up. Before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about the state of the college football playoff and really conference realignment in general. And we've heard so much about the possibility of this expansion going for four teams to 12 teams, how do you think a potential expanded playoff impacts schools like Boise State or San Diego State long-term with their conference? Yeah, I mean, certainly you'd like to see um, the the non, you know, you'd like to see everybody get a chance. And I've been saying that for a while. And who knows, you saw what Cincinnati did. It didn't go great against Alabama. But you know what? Um, For a lot of these teams, they start their season knowing they pretty much have no chance no matter what. And I'd like to have there be a spot I mean, even like the you look at bat, look at the conference basketball tournaments. You could have a horrible year, and if you win your conference tournament, you know you're going to the big dance. And you know going into the season, you know San Jose State or New Mexico, as bad as they are, they can have that realistic dream of if we win our games, we can play ourselves into the tournament and we can win it all. I mean, it's and so in, in college basketball, every team starts 
with a realistic dream of making the tournament and, and winning it. And you don't have that in football. You, you have very few teams outside of the power five that legitimately can say when the season starts that they have a chance, even if they win all their games. And so um, whether you do something with the, you know, whether you do a 16 team tournament and you give all 10 conference champions in plus six at larges, or whether you keep it at 12 and do the, you know, eight uh, automatics for, you know, whatever's, but I, I think that the group of five needs some sort of automatic spot. If they go to eight, um, or 12, you know, if, if it's eight, I'm fine with the five power fives, the one group of five and two more. If you want to do that, that's fine. You, if you're in the power five and you didn't win your league, you still can be one of the next two and get in. So the SEC could still get two and even three. If it's 12, uh, then I definitely think you need to have a, a spot for the group of five, but I, I don't want to see eight or 12 where the five power fives automatically get in and then it's just the next three best or the next six best. I mean, the, the group of five deserves some sort of guaranteed spot in. And you know what, if it's the eight and every year they're the worst seed and they have to play the number one seed every year on the home seed, you know, at Alabama, for example, well, so what? You can at least say you had a chance and, and you were there. So I, I think that's the fair way to do it. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, probably it sounds like nothing while this contract's going on because at that point you don't have to have the right now, I guess to change it, you have to have what a unanimous vote. And uh, once you get to the new, you know, bargaining agreement, you just have to have the majority or two thirds or whatever. So even if an ACC or somebody doesn't want to do it, they can overrule them in a couple of years here. So it'll happen at some point. I think 12 is good. I mean, I, I think more is better. I, you have, you know, I, I don't understand why it needs to be such a small thing. And people say it devalues the regular season and the bowl season and all this stuff. I, more football, more teams having a chance in the end, I think is fine. So I would even be okay with 16. I mean, the FCS does it. That's probably not going to happen. No one's mentioning that. Just too many games. I get it. But uh, eight or 12 is probably the sweet spot. I think 12 is great, but eight's okay as long as the Boise States and San Diego States get in. And if that's the case, I mean, sure, Boise State would love to go to the Big 12 in a couple of years when, when Oklahoma and Texas leave. San Diego State, whoever would, would love to, to go to a Power 5 conference. But all of a sudden with, with uh, you know, Cincinnati leaving and, and uh, UCF leaving and some of these other schools leaving Houston, all of a sudden, if they guarantee a spot, uh, there's, you know, Boise States of the world, San Diego States, all of a sudden have a, an even better realistic chance to go into the season thinking they can be the top group of five team and make the playoff every year. So I think it would be great if they gave the, the group of five spot a team to, to schools in the Mountain West because the Mountain West could become the premier team and have a chance on an almost yearly basis of putting a team in the tournament. And then final question for you, do you envision, I'll ask it this way, do you envision San Diego State and Boise State in the same league with each other five years from today, 10 years from today? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I really do think Boise State wants to go to the Big 12, and I really do think that is a realistic possibility. It's kind of quieted down in the last couple of months, but I know Boise State behind the scenes is doing a lot with the fundraising and trying to increase the donor base and doing things that potentially show uh, a Big 12-type league that they're, you know, can generate some additional revenue and things like that. They're talking about working on some improvements to the stadium that would be needed for something like this. Um, oh, man, it's so tough to say because if if uh, they're going to have, what, the 14 for one year when, when uh, and, or until, you know, Texas and Oklahoma leave, but there's some rumblings maybe then that like a Memphis and Boise State could come in and just replace Texas and Oklahoma. Um, gosh, what would happen with San Diego State? I guess if I had to guess, I'd say yes. I guess they're both still in the Mountain West in five years. Just That's probably the more likely scenario. I don't see them both going to the Big 12. Uh, I would think Boise State potentially. Um, I think San Diego State makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're the Big 12, I don't know why their name hasn't come up more, to be honest with you, in terms of just the, the city and the revenue. I mean, I was... I was down there on you know gas lamp district and on the beach and having a good time this weekend. And I told my friends, I was like, how does San Diego state not get every five-star recruit in the country? I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, that's a story for another day, but they, they just, it, it's an awesome city. 
Uh, I think UNLV, again, UNLV, I think, is a sleeping giant that would potentially be of interest to a, to a power conference. And Colorado State's got some facilities, too. So there's, there are some attractive teams in the league. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if one team from the league left, you know, in the next five years. But if I had to, you know, my smart money probably in, on the, the safe bet is that both teams are, are still in the Mountain West here for the near future. And now actually finally plug this new venture you've been doing up in Idaho, um, promoting Boise State athletics and covering Boise State athletics. Yeah, appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. I spent nine years at the Idaho Press newspaper as the Boise State beat writer and kind of was just looking to branch out on my own. I kind of like doing these podcasts and video shows and social media shows and things. And I was getting it was getting pretty stressful with some of the 815 football kickoffs and having to have two stories done and right when the game ended at midnight and missing the whole second half because you're writing your story the whole time. And, um, you know, I don't know, it was just just looking for a little bit of a change. And so I started a new company, Bronco Nation News. The website is bronconationnews.com, and uh, we've got uh, you know pregame, postgame shows for every basketball game. We get uh, players and coaches live on the postgame show on all of our social media channels and uh, on the website as well. And then you know still doing the beat writing, typical uh, you know breaking news that kind of stuff. But the the podcast and the social media shows has been a really cool way. And we're getting some former players involved and some uh, other radio stations in town. You know, doing some cross uh, content stuff. So it's been a lot of fun, and, and I'm still looking to expand it and build it up even bigger. But uh, yeah, just kind of the new digital wave. If anything good came of COVID, I think like the zooms and the, all these like digital broadcast stuff, they realize that technology you could do has been fun. And so just kind of branching out, you know, newspapers, unfortunately, are, are uh, slowly dying as everybody knows and the kind of digital media and watching things on your phone and tablet and all that has really stepped up and it's been cool. And Bronco nation news uh, so far, so good two months in and uh, we'll, we'll try to keep it rolling here. Well, I've enjoyed the coverage. Uh, keep up the great work. It's been, like you said, a fun Mountain West basketball season so far. We'll see if three, four, even more teams get into the NCAA tournament this year. And, BJ, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for doing it. Always a pleasure. No problem, man. Again, great to catch up with BJ of Bronco Nation News. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and auto-download future episodes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on right now. Please leave a review as well. And once again, follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N. S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R at John Schaefer. For previous episodes or more information about Left Coast Sports, you can visit yourview.com. That's Y-U-R-V-I-E-W.com. And again, we'd like to thank today's sponsor, Driveway Auction. At Driveway Auction, they are transforming the way individuals sell their cars. They believe the process of selling your car should be easy, intuitive, informative, and a good experience. And they believe tomorrow's generation should never experience the pain of knowing you should have gotten more for your car and they believe that both car dealers and consumers can win together. Driveway auction, when buyers compete, you win. As always, we thank you for listening, and we'll catch up again next time right here on Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer.